Today is Thursday, February 22nd, AD 2024. This is the Africa Review in 5, written by Lennox Kalifungwa and presented by Amikani Katunga. Christian duty in the wake of infanticide. Where lies the most perilous domain on earth in our time? Is it within radical Islamic states or amidst gang-ridden urban communities? No. The womb, intended as a sanctuary for life, has become the most treacherous place on earth. Consider Zambia, where numerous abortions are carried out under the guise of women's rights and gender equality. Across the globe, millions of unborn babies are intentionally ended each year in the name of justice and freedom. Make no mistake, feminism has produced the greatest genocide in the history of the world. This phenomenon is globally promoted, funded, and celebrated as a perceived hallmark of societal development. The chilling parallels between the rhetoric of abortion and historical genocides underscore the moral bankruptcy of a society that condones the wanton destruction of innocent life. Just as past atrocities, such as the Holocaust, were justified through dehumanization, so too does the abortion industry seek to obfuscate the humanity of the unborn, thereby sanctioning their systematic annihilation. Across the redemptive narrative of the Bible, whenever infanticide is recorded, it is portrayed as an expression of evil and idolatry. When Moses was born, there was an edict in Egypt to kill all male children, directly defying the true and living God. During the times when paganism was practiced, as the Old Testament records it, people would sometimes sacrifice their own children. When Christ was born, another edict was issued to slaughter all male children in an attempt to eliminate Christ himself. The unlawful killing of children has never been excused in the Bible, and no person should endeavor to think or practice otherwise. It would be atrocious and defiant to a God who creates life. In the face of this moral reckoning, Christians are confronted with a choice, a choice between complacency and action, between acquiescence and advocacy. Every life extinguished in the womb is made in the image of God, the foundational truth that gives value to pre-born lives. With this in mind, how should Christians respond to abortion? According to Proverbs 24 verses 10 to 12, Christians have the responsibility to be a holy people who are in the business of saving lives that are in danger of being exterminated. There is a sense in which a possession of knowledge regarding genocidal atrocities that may be occurring in the culture makes one responsible for providing a solution. According to the wise words of Solomon, denial and apathy will incur the judgment of God. Silence and unwillingness to confront the cultural idolatry around us is in fact complicity in the practice of evil. What might this look like practically? A variety of options could include standing outside abortion mills promoting parents to forego their desire to murder their unborn child, promoting lawmakers and enforcers to consistently apply righteous laws that punish all those who are complicit in abortion as murderers, building a culture of adoption toward saving children who would otherwise be violently discarded, establishing crisis pregnancy centers where parents can receive help and counsel, 
mobilizing friends to fund and support ministries that seek to abolish abortion, using relational networks and social media platforms to raise awareness of the great catastrophe before them. Darkness must be confronted with light and exposed for what it really is. The common use of euphemisms and the vast attempts to redefine the reality of words by the world serve to distract onlookers from recognizing and confronting the egregious works of darkness that occur in broad daylight. Christians must be those who refuse to engage in idolatry on the world's terms and boldly call out celebrations of sin for what they really are, evil. God's enemies delight in death and destruction. They delight in sterilization and stagnation. Society at large appears to harbor an unsettling disregard for children. Those who have come of age in this postmodern era have been subtly conditioned to be wary of marriage and the timely embrace of parenthood. They've been sold the deceit that affluence, self-preservation, and convenience reign supreme in life, often at the cost of meaningful relationships that are perceived to obstruct the pursuit of these desires. The undeniable fact remains that all forms of idolatry inexorably demand human sacrifice. They act as a toll on relationships, a steep price that none can afford, yet too many are willing to pay. It is worth noting that while many opt to defer or abandon the responsibilities and commitments of marriage and child-rearing, few postpone or forfeit the intimacy that rightfully belongs to the conventional institution of the family. One of the best ways to fight against the prevalence of abortion is to build and preserve a holy Christian culture that values, upholds, and pursues life and fertility. Christians must be those who embrace marriage and the importance of family. They must be those who desire to have children and have them abundantly. They must value strong and godly fatherhood in the home. They must treasure faithful motherhood and homemaking. They must be those who seek to be fruitful in all their endeavors and in every area of life. Amidst the darkness of sin, a beacon of hope emerges, the redemptive promise of salvation through Jesus Christ. In the crimson tide of the sacrificial love of Christ, mankind finds both deliverance from the shackles of sin and reconciliation with our Creator. Through faith, in the redemptive power of Christ's atoning sacrifice, humanity is granted the gift of new life, infused with a transformative grace that enables works of truth, beauty, and goodness. As vessels of this newfound redemption who recognize the significance of the image man bears, Christians are called to uphold the sanctity of life, cherishing each precious soul as a testament to the boundless mercy and love of our Creator. And that's it for the Africa Review in 5 on this Thursday, February 22nd, in the year of our Lords 2024. Subscribe to the Missionary Minds podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Yamikani Katunga. Be not wary in well doing.